If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody. Here we are again in Get Rich Quick Studios with another episode of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. You like that? I'm, I'm, I, I watched that Howard Stern movie. Uh-huh, and it and, inspired and, you. And it inspired me. <laughs> WNBC. Yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, and we are here once again with another uh, scintillating show where we're going to teach you how to get rich quickly. That's right. How to get wealthy as quickly as humanly possible. Yes. Make money. Tithe us our 10%. That's all we ask. So we can get rich quickly. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Josh? My week was fine. Uh, no complaints. I, uh, I'm, I'm currently uh, in the midst of a transformation, Noel. Oh. Yep. After many, many years of, of, uh, of denial, I've decided that I'm overweight <laughs> and that I have to lose some poundage. And uh, for the past couple months, I have been uh, changing my diet. Or I have changed my diet, and I'm in the process of losing weight. Oh. And I have, as of this moment, my transformation has begun, and I've lost uh, 31 pounds. Oh, wow. That's yeah, good. It's pretty That's impressive, great, I have to say. I, you know, Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn. Um, and uh, you know, so we're in that kind of weird zone where clothes don't fit anymore and I kind of look like a hobo. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, if I just started tying rope around my waist instead of a belt. <laughs> Get a bindle stick. <laughs> Is that what that's called, a bindle stick? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love those things. I never knew what those were called. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's where I'm at. I'm in the midst of a transformation and it's an, um, uh, even a makeover. Oh, one might call it. <laughs> <laughs> funny you should say that, Josh. Isn't it though? Yeah. And why is it funny I should say that now? Uh, because uh, this week we're going to do something a little new. It is new. And uh, instead of just presenting a topic where we give you plenty of ideas to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. Which is works. Don't get us wrong. We're not getting away from that. But, you know, we haven't heard much from you guys on this. So we thought maybe what we do is a little one-on-one. -on -one. That's right. So we're going to take a single person and transform them over this hour into a billionaire, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully, the hyper-rich, that's what we're going for yeah, now. Yeah, 1%. Yep, yep. Millionaire is old school. We've had this discussion. $20, $30 million, that's Bush League. That's right. That's bullshit. Billions. Billions with a B. That's right. So, for our first Get Rich Quick makeover, uh, we have a guest here. We have uh, Ms. Margaret Dodge. Yay. Yeah. Hi, Josh and Noel. Hey. Hi, Margaret. <laughs> Nice to see you. Thanks for coming out nice and being. Nice to see you too. You're kind of our guinea pig in this situation. I love it. All I right. love guinea pigs. We are we are medically testing on you, injecting you with get rich quick knowledge. All and, right. And seeing if the dyes hold, <laughs> or burn your eyes out. That's right. So uh, first, I guess just a little about Margaret. Uh, you uh, live in New York. Yes, I'm a longtime New Yorker. Yeah, and you are a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I am. As well as an office uh, worker? Drone, you can say it. Okay. It's okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, and actress and all that and yada yada. Are you more focused on comedy as your career or acting as your career? At the moment, lately, yeah, it's been. I've been pretty focused on stand up mm-hmm. for did a you few s- years did, now. Did you start off as a as a comedian? Or where did you go to like school for acting and then? Uh, I actually studied Russian and English in college. I didn't start oh, okay. acting. Uh, my creative pursuits as a younger person uh, were music and dance, and uh-huh. then I really only started acting after college. Oh, and, and I started acting first. I was actually writing screenplays back then, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, why don't I see what actors do. I, I think I, I told myself I was just doing it because I was writing for actors, so let's uh-huh. see what actors do, but I think I wanted to act. Yeah, so I did that yeah. for a while, and then I kind of moved into stand-up from and there. And then you said, let me do the most frightening thing I could possibly do, <laughs> yeah. which is stand up alone on stage in front of a bunch <laughs> of drunk, angry people. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. I like to take do things the hard way. Uh-huh. So, you good know. for you. Well, the one thing that seems good about like stand-up, <laughs> which I, I don't do stand-up, but it seems like it's so much more in your control than acting. You know, you don't have to wait to get cast or to get an audition or anything like that. You can just go out and do it. Yeah, definitely. There's there's 300 open mics going on right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the 80s all over. I just hosted one of them. <laughs> <laughs> did you just come from hosting I that? Did. Wow. I did. I just hosted a, a, an open mic. Wow, that's impressive. Where do you where do you host at generally? Uh, Everywhere? Well, on Monday nights, I host an open mic at the Unicorn in Chinatown. It's uh-huh. a new, newer venue. And uh, on Thursdays, I host at Greenwich Village Comedy Club uh-huh. nearby. Okay. Many years ago, I worked at a club called the Village Gate, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. And they used to have, they had three floors of entertainment. And on the top floor, it was <laughs> comedy, 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 comedy. This was back in the 80s. And you'd see all those guys go through, like the Louis C.K.'s and the Mark Marins and, and uh, uh, you know, whatever. Pick your, pick your name that I can't remember because my brain doesn't work well. Um, but they all passed through, and it was, you know, it was crazy. It was the, the 80s. But I feel like that's happening again. There was a downturn in these comedy clubs and the alt comedy clubs, and now they're, like, all over the place now. Well, one of the results of that immediacy of like anybody being able to get up and do comedy at any time is that there are currently about 40,000 comedians <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> it's really unbelievable how many there are. Uh-huh. And how many of them are getting rich? I don't know, but I want to be one of those. You will be, one of, be those. one of those. <laughs> so the I know you've listened to the show, but for the people out there, the way we sort of work our rich magic uh, on our regular show is we come up with schemes, with ideas, with, uh, with plots, but they tend to be around the topic. Well, today's topic is you, Margaret Dodd. That's I right. I love being the topic. Thank uh-huh. you, guys. And, and so we got from you earlier in the week, we actually did some real uh, preparation for this, guys. Yeah. Not our usual... Uh, I don't want to give away trade secrets, but our <laughs> usual, uh, 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 our normal research. And we got sort of a list of things that Margaret has done in her life mm-hmm. for work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and skills. And skills. And skills. And life experiences. Uh-huh. And we based our research around these things to see what has she done already. Because we can't start from scratch. We can't say, well... Go back to school and learn how to be a mechanical engineer, right? Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. I <laughs> that mean, would make my oh, mother that really just happy. All my yeah, ideas. That, that, <laughs> my that, mom would love that. That will make you pretty wealthy on a just a, like sort of have a job level. 
But, you know, we're looking at another eight years of school right there. And where are you going to get the money for that, huh? No, we're taking the skills that you've already accrued, collected, hoarded. Amassed. Amassed. So and many. Yeah. They, you, you have quite a, uh, <laughs> yeah, quite a list. <laughs> an extensive CV, as the kids say. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we try to see what we can do for you around that. And, you know, these may be things you have thought of already, but you just need the kick in the pants. That's right. The, 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 that maybe you thought that, oh, that's absurd. Well, no. Nothing is absurd at Get Rich Quick. Yeah, and, and, you know, none of these skills are <laughs> uh, one person sp- specific. So if okay. you're out there and you're listening and you can hear that we're basing our schemes on skills that you have, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> feel free, feel to, free to jump on it, steal Margaret's thunder, and <clears throat> everybody gets rich. Everybody. Because, uh, as you know, Margaret, if you make your millions, hopefully billions, on our advice, you must tithe us 10%. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, because <laughs> yeah, we say it about every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I feel like we need to put it in people's heads. What's, what's 10% of a billion? Uh, that would be 10 million. Wow. You guys are going to get no, that'd so be 100, 100 million. 100 million. 100 million. Wow. Yeah. Well, you that's guys, the idea. Yeah. We don't do anything. Now I know why you're doing this podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Makes all the sense in the world, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um, all right. So maybe we can go through some of these. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll say a little bit of our building blocks that uh-huh. we're working with. So there were a few here that, that stuck out to me. There were some, you know, classics. Uh, you're from Maine originally, right? Mm-hmm. What yep. section of Maine are you from? Well, they call it Central Maine, but it's not mm-hmm. actually geographically central because mm-hmm. the top half of the state is basically wilderness. Right. Maine is the most heavily forested state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not coastal. It's kind of like the center of the lower half. So right. it's towns like uh, Gardner, China, Bridgeton. China, Maine. China, Maine. What do people do there? Like, I know the coast, right? I, as I understand Maine, it's something like uh, a large portion of the uh, 70%, roughly, I think, of the population lives coastally. And then you have this 30% that is in this enormous space that goes from the coast all the way to the west, right? So, I mean, th- what do people do? Like, are there are there real jobs there? Or is it like <clears throat> seasonal work? Or is it... Uh, the economy is <clears throat> largely seasonal. Uh-huh. It's actually kind of a problem. It's um, kind of a poor state, but there's a lot of uh, people from out of state who own homes. Right. So they're not really as invested in it. And uh, uh, yeah, but you know, whatever any town needs, right. plumbers, electricians, uh-huh. teachers, most of my family were teachers. Okay. And it, they do call it vacation land for that reason i would imagine all the license plates i, I was just there uh, about a month or so ago yeah. and i was there a few months ago that's right and, yeah. <laughs> and all the license plate vacation land and i found out that the mean uh, the median age there is 60 yeah which is <laughs> 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 yeah and there's you know it's three or four months of the year it's the best place in the world to live the license plate had a red lobster on it for a while there was some controversy though because that's a, a red lobster is a dead lobster they that's wanted there were some animal rights people who wanted oh, the, the lobster to be green, but that doesn't really make sense because the only reason it's on there in the first place is because people like to eat it. That's so. right. I think you're absolutely right. Although I have to tell you, I did not even taste lobster until I was thirty years old. Well, what? you didn't live near the coast. 
Yeah, we never had it growing up. Uh, you know, my family, we never ate seafood. Mm-hmm. We had a small farm. You know, we ate like meat and potatoes and eggs and stuff. And, and, and I kind of like never was into shellfish. And so it wasn't until I was working in New York City at a restaurant and I, I finally, I, I got embarrassed that uh-huh. I had, was from Maine <laughs> and I had never tasted shellfish. But I wasn't missing anything. I don't need it now. Yeah. That's something I probably would have turned into like a jerk about and been like, yeah, no, I'm never going to eat it. Like, yeah. No, I kind of <laughs> wish I had stuck to my guns because then it would have been really impressive. I, I uh-huh. still think that people like seafood or shellfish mostly as an excuse to eat butter sauce. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's certainly part of it. Um, I do think, though, that, you know, even though uh, it is substantially less expensive in Maine to eat lobster, it ain't cheap. You know what I mean? You're still getting a burger much cheaper in Maine than you're getting a a, a, a steamed lobster. Uh, not not where I was. Well, we got fresh lobsters. Well, you were and you we were cooked them right. You cooked them yourself, so they were like five bucks a pound or something like that. Uh, I don't know what they were. They were they were cheap. They were but, good. You know, when you go and you buy a lobster roll, you're dropping close to twenty bucks. Yeah, around there. You know, but it's lobster. I mean, I love lobster. I've always loved lobster. Yeah. So, but. so, uh, so a few of the jobs that Margaret has had in her past. So we have uh, a babysitter, mm-hmm. town library assistant, mm-hmm. chambermaid for one day. What exactly is a chambermaid? <laughs> uh, you clean rooms in a motel. Okay. And that lasted one day. It was really horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it I, a don't, I don't want to clean other people's hair out of drains. Uh-huh. Understandable. You know? Was it like a no-tell motel? Uh, it was just one of these, you know, I don't know. What is that? The no tell motels. Those are, maybe that's a, that's a city thing. I don't know, but it's like, it's where people go to couple for for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what people were doing there. It was on this strip near the mall, near the Kmart. I don't even, I don't, Uh we're going back pretty far for that. All right. So you did your one day of chamber mating. Yeah. And you said, no, not for me. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's, 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 you didn't, you didn't try to stick that one out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Uh, Supermarket cashier bagger, Mm -hmm. rich kid tutor, worked in a mail room (laughs) and worked as a waitress, a cocktail server, a bartender, Uh front of the whole front of the house, basically. Front of the house. Well, you know, actress, writer, comedian, that's, that's the standard in new york that's for sure yep copy editor uh-huh freelance book editor uh-huh editorial manager at a rating agency uh-huh what is a rating agency uh there are companies that uh institutions uh corporations hire them to give them a, a credit rating it's like okay. you know people have have ratings companies have ratings oh, yeah. gotcha okay and like, it helps investors know you know more about the company and if they should invest in so them. you're in the financial field i guess you degree. could say that yeah yeah okay uh comedian which we know film and theater actor uh-huh <laughs> and playwright mm-hmm. now those are all that's a solid resume yeah of standard jobs yeah um some actually uh, fit into some of our other get-rich-quick schemes, one of which was actually the one that we realized you cannot get rich quickly on. So that sort of... With food. Right, with food. Um, but the other skills, that was sort of where, sort of where I found some of my inspiration. Oh, sure, from. of course. We have things like able to raise eyebrows individually, yeah, which is an impressive skill. <laughs> it is. Uh you know, I have to tell you, you <clears throat> asked what do people do in China, Maine? Uh-huh. <laughs> One thing you can do if you're a young kid in China, Maine, like uh-huh. I was, 
is if you were born with the ability to raise just one eyebrow, you can train yourself to do the other. Because you've got a lot I was of not time. born with the ability to raise the left one, but now to this day I still can do both. Wow. That's impressive. That stick-to-itiveness. So we, we're getting some, for potential employers out there, we're getting a sense of what Margaret's uh, uh, personality is like. She's willing to go the extra mile to take the time to teach herself something that one would think one can't teach oneself. Yeah, you hear about actors like losing or gaining you know, weight for a role, but you uh-huh. don't hear much about eyebrow training. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have heard about eyebrow acting, though, and if you're <laughs> able to do both eyebrows individually, you could become... Maybe the greatest eyebrow <laughs> actor of all time. They just CGI that in now, though. I think <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and who's that guy who acts with his eyebrows? Col- is it Colin Farrell? I'm so sick of his eyebrows. He, he we does. need He's new eyebrows eyebrow on the scene. Uh huh. We do. And mine are, you know, they're more modest. They're his are just so in your they're face. Overstated. They're they overbearing. Yeah. <laughs> Ham-fisted eyebrows. <laughs> Maybe we could do a film where it's you and Colin Farrell, male and female lead. It would be an eyebrow extravaganza. And the and the close-ups will be just from the cheeks up Uh uh-huh absolutely the entire film will be from the cheeks (laughs) up yeah um we have here cat rescue certified in trap neuter return Mm -hmm. um some familiarity with russian french latin and spanish that's all very good um able to detect liars that one yeah impresses the shit out of me it should because i scored through the roof on that were you in uh, you were in school, and this was like a thing. Oh no! Or? I was surfing the net, and I t- <laughs> and I took some clickbait. <laughs> but on the other side of that uh-huh. link, I made some discoveries about myself and my abilities, and I should be working in, uh, you know, a, a detection of some kind. Okay. Uh huh. Clickbait. Yeah. All I've ever really learned is like I should be Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> This was like more high-end clickbait. Okay, all right. Yeah. But yeah, no, clearly. Did you post it on Facebook, your score on oh, Facebook? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah. That's really impressive. Um, you're an intermediate drummer, a mm-hmm. rusty tap dancer, uh, yoga, mm-hmm. um, swimming, biking, lived in New York City for 23 years, gardening, grew up in Maine, and you are a descendant, 13th generation descendant from the Mayflower. Yeah. Yeah. It probably sounds pretty impressive, but uh, you want to temper your excitement there because yeah. uh, it's thirteenth generation. It's that's a lot of bodies. That is a lot of bodies. But I'm curious: do you get some kind of? Do you have some kind of thing? You know, <laughs> like the, the 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 who who are the Union women down south? The sisters of the Confederacy or yeah. the mothers oh, of the, the Confederacy? Oh, the daughters of the Revolution. Daughters. Okay, yeah. we don't like them up north. No, of course not. But do you guys have your own thing where you That's get? That's the Mayflower. Well, they do. They have D A R in the north. They do. I remember my mom doing a lot of eye rolling whenever they had some kind of D A R presentation at school. Like it seemed to be part of. Um, Certain events, whether it was graduation, maybe they gave out an award or something. Uh-huh. And my mom, my mom's eyes almost rolled out of her head uh-huh. whenever <laughs> yeah. the DAR ladies got on the scene. You know, w- one of the things I looked into about possibility of getting rich was the fact that you were descendant of Mayflower. Uh-huh. And I saw that there's uh, state by state, there's societies of descendants yeah. for the Mayflower. Yeah. And uh, they all have like a little bit of a benefits page. And the benefits in Maine are that you get all their mailings 
including their announcement of meetings. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that that's the, the benefit of being a member. See, when you're descended from Puritans, you really don't hold yeah. back uh-huh. like, like the Puritans <laughs> didn't. You really go all out. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, yeah. I actually looked into joining the Mayflower Society once with a friend of mine. Uh, she was descended from a different Mayflower passenger, and it was just damn expensive. A lot of them ended up in Maine. I've met other people from Maine who are descendants of the Mayflower, and they take it. They take great pride in it. You're the- yeah. See, that's the other thing. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, I would would have felt. I think I abandoned the idea because I think I would have felt like I was infiltrating, or which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I wouldn't be doing it for the that face value pride. And I think I would have met a lot of very conservative people, yeah. and I probably would have ended up wanting to take a dump at one of their functions, like in front of everybody, <laughs> just to you know, because I can't handle stuff like right. that. Yeah, like dropping trout. It's not my it, scene. Uh-huh. Yeah, doing exactly. it in the middle of the floor, kind of. Yeah. take a dump. Yeah. Not just I'm yeah. just going to go stink up the bathroom of the. Oh the, no, no, no no full the, floor. The, yeah, full floor. I'm I'm down the, with the that. The dance floor, the uh-huh. the buffet, or something. <laughs> yeah, and, and judging by the pictures on the main one's website. <laughs> <laughs> you would have met p- many people probably 50 years older than yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, it looked generally yeah. to be uh, an, an older crowd. What are they going to do when everyone dies off? I, f- I well, felt... Well, the 14th generation they're going for then. I felt... <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Maine, there was a weird thing. It was like being in a town uh, in a country that's at war where it was like there were a lot of people over 50, a lot of people in you know grade school and nobody in between there were nobody in their 20s they had all left like they all went and got jobs in other cities yeah and that's what it was my sister and her husband are holding it down are they they're in their mid-20s in china no they're in uh i forget the name of the town not far from china beijing (laughs) 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 and they have two kids and they're probably going to have a bunch more and so you know. the, the long dark winters up there got to got to do what you got to do you know in iceland they have a whole thing where it's like they have winter uh couples mm-hmm. where like they just know that the winters are going to be brutal and uh they just hunker down with someone i it's, think they have that in new york too it has there's a name for it do they really yeah i heard it last winter really uh, It'll come to me. I'm glad maybe. we're getting more like Iceland over here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like if you if you if you cuff someone, if you get cuffed, it sounds weird. Handcuffed? No, it's just the slang for it. I think. Oh, oh, I see. You're, you're so you're cuffing someone. You're cuffing. Right. Yeah, the cuffing is like it's winter. Get into my bed. Okay, it's not it's like pegging. just get through this season. <laughs> <It's not like laughs> <pegging>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where these terms come from. You know, I'm really very much out of the loop with these. The you know apparently the terms not. The kids use. I just saw that. You know, I watched uh, whatever Broad that City. show. Yes, yeah. exactly. Otherwise, I, saw, I, I never remember the pegging episode. Yeah, I would have never known what good. pegging is if it weren't for that episode. <laughs> sure, sure, Josh. Damn. Shh. Um. So, what say? We throw something out. Yeah. 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 Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, so I saw your hackles were raised by the able to detect liars, uh, as uh-huh. were mine. 
Uh, do you want to give yours first, or should I? No, or? I just liked Able to de- Detect Liars. You can do yours. Go okay. right ahead. All right. So, Able to Detect Liars. <laughs> uh, so, at first, I was thinking about that. What's that good for? It's good for poker, right? Okay. So, I looked into it, and it is good for poker. There's an article I read in Scientific American that uh, all the top poker players are very good at detecting lies, which is also, you may not want to hear this next part, but uh, a hand-in-hand trait with being able to detect lies very well is being a very good liar. <laughs> and so it makes you great at poker. Mm-hmm. And they gave some examples <laughs> of uh, the 2011 World Series of Poker was basically won by lie detecting of Martin Satsko, and he won... million. Wow. Boom. Boom. I could lie for something like that. That's right. Okay. So you... you, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. what you were going to say. So there's another guy, and he trains poker players how to detect lies. And he... he, uh, Where where am I at? So he's trained two winners... (laughs) of the Las Vegas International Poker Tournament, right? Because you may not be a gambler. You may want to be a trainer. There's a lot of teaching your family. Uh, so he also, I looked at his website. He trains also government agencies in lie detecting, Fortune 500 companies. He does one-on-one training and in-person training. Seminars for, uh, if you're just going to go to a one-day seminar, Seven hundred and fifty day of seven hundred and fifty dollars a day per person. Wow. And he has certificate wow. programs. This could be fun. Yeah, too. I know. Mm-hmm. And he's got certificate programs that are for three days, two thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and but it's it, but you I know, wonder what he clears yeah, for profit. Uh, uh, well uh they probably have fancy meals. If if something comes up and you gotta defer, don't worry about it. <laughs> you have up to six months. And you have to pay an admin fee plus $350 wow. just to defer. Uh, he's got a, a evaluating truthness and credibility. Did you certi- say truthness? Truthiness? Truthfulness. Yeah, yeah evaluating <laughs> truthiness. And that was a, quite a, bit a of bush. Yeah. Isn't that a bush word? A bushism? Yeah. Truthiness. Uh, so November 18th to 20th at the Residence Inn in Marriott Times Square. Wow. For just $2,880. Wow. Those are not kidding around. Yeah. No. And he also has online training. Wow. And you can take classes for $100, $120 a piece on your iPad. So right there, that totally ties in to our education <laughs> yeah. episode, without a doubt. Yeah, sure does. So uh, so that's some pretty impressive stuff. One thing you did in 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 going right through your stuff, you did gloss over. I felt there was something was going to happen when you mentioned the fact that people who can detect liars are good liars. Are good liars, and I felt like <clears throat> that hit a chord with you. It seemed to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we pushed right through it. I felt like <laughs> like like there's something to that. Are mm-hmm. you a good liar? 
Well, now, if I say yes, then then the next time I go try to lie, it's going to be, you know, that much harder, right? uh, If I have a reputation as a liar. We're getting into that what I call the Spock conundrum. Yeah. Because I remember reading this in some some, uh, book from Star Trek uh, where the question is, everything I say is a lie. Am I telling the truth? Yeah, is that a lie? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um... I like that I am a good liar. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and, and yes, I am a very good liar. Uh, an artful liar, mm-hmm. you know. But I have some scruples. So I would look forward to a career where mm. my, either my lying or my ability to detect lying or to teach other people how to lie or detect lies yep. mm-hmm. would be for a good cause. Now, this trainer guy... Does he have any clients who are not objectionable? Like well, government agencies, Fortune 500 companies. Exactly. Does he have any clients who are not objectionable? <laughs> you know, uh, one thing I will say uh, quite often with our get rich quick theories. Oh, you got to we'll call you, them. Yeah, you got to go dark. You, you got you can't <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go dark. You, you mean know, you can't necessarily be a wonderful person and get filthy rich you, immediately? You can be the most wonderful person you in the world. You have to do terrible things. You don't even have to do terrible things, but you can't necessarily judge the people that are giving right. you the money to do what you do. That's right. right. Particularly in the field of education. I mean, you're not going to get twenty eight hundred dollars a session from some dude who just wants to learn how to te- how to how to lie or how to right. detect liars. You know what I mean? Just as a, as a as a, as right. a lark, you're going to want from people that are going to want to use that information. Yeah, just like they say, you know, love the art, not the artist. <laughs> <laughs> love the money, not the person you're taking it That's from. That's right. And this is also why you don't get rich rescuing cats. By the way, <laughs> well, it's it's funny. a corollary. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Oh. Because there was something about cat rescue that resonated with oh, me. Yeah? And I was like, that's a skill, right? And it's not a skill that a lot of people have. And and so my first thought was animal wrangling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can get very wealthy as an animal wrangler mm. um, for film and television. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can start with cats, which are, by the way, as I understand it, the hardest animal to train. But they are trainable. Um, and to have a well-trained cat, to, you can get a day rate of up to $1,000 a day nice. for your cat or dog or whatever. The more animals you bring, the more money you make. So if you're making like a film, like a big-budget cat western, for instance, <laughs> yeah, and you, that's, need, that's I see in. Uh-huh, you need a cat stampede, um, and you need hundreds of cats... <laughs> That's a thousand dollars a day per cat. Per cat. Per cat. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking. So, but okay, maybe a cat western isn't going to be. You know, that may be your big viral thing because people love cats on the interweb. We oh, all know yeah. that. Maybe that's not going to be your big. But other animals. But on a smaller scale, if you want to sort of work your way up, I mean, you also have to invest in. Maine is the perfect place to sort of be an animal wrangler because you have lots of open space that's inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You can keep lots of exotic animals around, um, but you'd have to move back up to Maine. Right. So sticking with the idea of cats, house cats in particular, there's a woman here in New York who gets paid $80 a clip 
to wrangle people's cats for them. Basically, she comes into your house, right? Because most people who have cats know that getting your cat into a box to go to the vet is one of the most horrifying experiences. I'm actually really good at that. For anyone involved. This woman gave up her job as a corporate lawyer. Really? Yep. And got into her own cat wrangling business where she shows up at your house and boxes up your cat in preparation for travel. (laughs) Do you know I actually did that once for a friend? And that was very nice of you. Ten years ago, my friend was moving to San Diego and she had two cats and didn't feel comfortable you know, going out there with them alone. And, and I basically, her father paid for my ticket to go out with her. And, uh, I mean, so we're already, yeah, we're, you're a cat fan to your, I assume. Uh, I wouldn't use that term, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you call it? A fancier? <laughs> fancier. I'm fancier. chat fancier. Ami de chat. Ami yeah. de chat. Like I'm a cat friend. You're a cat friend. You have yeah. cats. You like cats. I do. Do you get great joy from cats? Are you one of those so people? So much joy. You do. You get great joy from cats. This is a potential moneymaker. Now, yes, okay, $80 a visit. So New York City is a big place. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people with cats. I mean, I've had cats, and it was a nightmare for me doing it. <laughs> you can you can expand. You can do giving cats medicine. Mm-hmm. That's I've done that, too. A freaking nightmare. I left that off the list, but I can give um, subcutaneous fluids. I've done it. Okay. Pills um, right down the... Right down the gullet? Yep. Right. Her reasoning is, is one of the big things is, is that she can come in and do this. And while other most people can't do it to their cats because they've she has as much as she likes cats, she has no emotional connection to the cat that Mm. she's doing it for. Mm -hmm. So she can be as not necessarily rough with it, but she doesn't because it's freaking out. She doesn't feel like she's hurting it in any way, anything like that. So she can be more aggressive with it, shall we say. So right there. But the way I see this expanding into your making the real money is offering a certification course. Yeah. And then starting your own cat wrangling business where you send people out, not unlike a cleaning service or anything like that, and you just sit back and you collect the money. Passive income. (laughs) A hallmark (laughs) of get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to just stick with wrangling them yourselves at 80 bucks a pop, in a single day, if you wrangle into boxes 12,500 cats, you've made a million dollars. Boom. And and if you think about that, that's not so far off because I would imagine most cat homes are not single cat homes. Most cat people I know have at least two, if not three cats. If you take a large apartment complex with multiple cat homes... And you set it up that they all need to go to the vet. So like, you know, I'm going to be in your building on this day. You could easily do six or 7,000 cats. Yeah, that's right. Easily. Easily. It's New York City. There's yeah. easily that many in one building. Yeah. Um, so I think now may be a time we, so we can absorb this information. That's we right. Let, let Margaret soak in. Soak in and really think about this and yeah. how maybe these will work for her. Your life is changing fast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of information to tech, take in, and it is yeah. a life changing stuff, and you need to absorb it. Uh, we have one of our tips 
Um, I'll let you decide which one we're going to go with first today. Uh, well, I think probably uh, we'll go with our Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, okay. brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So every week we have a topic, and we have our show on our topic, and give you all sorts of money-making ideas, but then we have a little, just couple minutes thrown in there at some point where we have another way where you can make lots and lots of money. So if you don't have time, listen to this. While you're on the toilet, in an elevator, <laughs> on an escalator, <laughs> where, wherever you are for just seconds. Listen to this, and then uh, come back later and listen to the rest. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, Grit Rich Quick, tip of the week. Chickens are wonderful. They're very, very fun. Rose wanted chickens for fresh eggs, but it's a peck of trouble. Then she heard about Rent the Chicken. For 600 bucks, they delivered this deluxe four-chicken setup, a six-month rental, and Rose went from zero to chicken in one fell swoops. Everything's very easy. All you have to do is, is feed them, make sure they have water, and collect the eggs. And... The rental package comes with full support from us, so uh, so our renters have chicken friends for life. Rent the Chicken started small just two years ago. Now it boasts four affiliates, including one in Toronto and one in Mount Holly, New Jersey. From about a dozen coop and hen rentals, the business here has quintupled. You don't need a big yard. The $350 two-chicken coop stands three and a half by five. It's on wheels, so you can roll it to a fresh spot every week. Hens normally lay an egg a day, and they make very little noise as opposed to roosters. So there you go. Renting chickens and coops uh, for a group of four. It's $600 for a uh, uh, six-month rental yeah uh at a hundred that's a hundred dollars a month and all you do is drop it off and then take any questions but the real kind of deal is where it, it these people apparently who rent these chickens because this the whole concept of this is for urban it's kind of an urban farming thing for people who want to be know where their food's coming from. So all these suburban homes have these little chicken coops in their yard that they rent. And then they end up falling in love with these chickens. And then you can buy for an additional $600. So for (laughs) (laughs) $1,200, you can can own a couple of chickens (laughs) and a wire and wood coop on wheels. Yeah. You know what I'd be nervous about, though? You know, uh, you hear about all these... Airbnb scandals. I'd be scared that someone's just renting those chickens for some sort of sex party. <laughs> when you went into Airbnb scandal, I was thinking they were going to rent the coops out to people to come and stay in. You do that too. This is a beautiful yeah. outdoor farm. Um, yeah, but chickens. Well, you know, my mom keeps chickens, and I actually don't buy uh, eggs in the store here anymore because I've seen too many documentaries on Netflix. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> You know, you laugh at how expensive these coops are, but I basically, whenever I go to Maine to visit my mom, I come back with like eight to ten dozen eggs, and that's all I eat. And when I run out, I go visit again. Uh huh. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's still cheaper than buying those same farm fresh eggs here in New York City to Probably. travel up to Maine yeah. and get them. I have to say, and they're the best. Yeah, the butcher around the, around the corner from me sells like you know direct from the farm eggs at I think almost ten dollars a dozen. Wow. Yeah. It's obscene. I don't like eggs. Wow, you, like, just, <laughs> you just killed the mood in the well, room. <laughs> I hate to tell you, it's like meat jello. It's weird. It's like meat you'll jello. Drink, you'll drink yeah. uh, eggnog, though. Uh, yeah, I, like, I yeah. like things that eggs are in, right? but an egg itself, ugh. Yeah. ugh. Even if it's hard-boiled, like totally oh, firm. That's the worst. It's just, just, just keep talking about eggs yeah. in front of Noel for a while. It's the texture of it. 
So you don't it, like it is, fried eggs. You don't like, about, like a um, sunny side up. Nope. Nope. Does does it gross you out? Yeah. Like even looking <laughs> at it, even looking at it, does it gross you out? Uh, well, you know, I, I, it's not like I run and hide. And what do they call it when it's all runny over the toast, like the yellow? Just it's, it's run, like it's sunny gross. side up. Sunny side up. You have no pride in yourself, and that's why you're eating that. Not even an omelet. No. You know what? What about a frittata? I technically, if I really want to, I could eat like an omelet or I could eat like a frittata or super scrambled <laughs> eggs with like a whole bunch of cheese and ketchup. <laughs> but why? You know, why force myself to eat something I, that it's like. I like yeah. this idea. Technically, if I want to. Like, yeah, of course. Like if, if you're you blindfolded to. and you. Yeah. So what you're saying is you don't have any allergies to it. No. You just don't like it. It just skeeves me out. It mm. skeeves you out. Yeah. It's the same feeling you have about mushrooms. I don't yeah. like mushrooms either. I, I like raw mushrooms, like in a salad or Which something. Is weird to but me. But if you cook them, they get slimy, and it's the same thing as an egg to me. But it's all umami. When you cook them, you get that umami, the sixth flavor. Yeah. You can Savory. keep that sixth flavor. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You just don't know how to use the five. Well <laughs> Whatever, enough. dude. All right. So let's, let's ask you. So we've given you mm-hmm. uh, a couple of uh, uh, really solid... Get rich quick ideas. What are you feeling now that you've had a moment to uh, digest, shall we say, those eggs of information? <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, what are you feeling about those two? Yeah, uh, I like both ideas a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for those and great research, guys. That was really <laughs> impressive. Um, I like this idea of being a, a, a cat wrangling training kingpin of some because here's the advantage i already have Mm -hmm. is that i am deep into the cat lady uh the cat lady scene oh it's a scene like yeah (laughs) there's whole clubs it's like underground yeah i I mean there's a scene there's a Uh network it's extensive all throughout all boroughs of the city and i am deep in it like i have massive connections in that so it's more than just an aesthetic the whole cat lady thing. It's an actual scene. I guess in Brooklyn, that would make sense. Uh, it's really all over. All over. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. You have a network. Like I'm, pu- I'm positioned well. <clears throat> so you have a already network. Already for that. Right. You have a network that you can work through to start this. And those same cat ladies may be your employees down the line. Right. Okay, so we're solid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love yours, Noel. <laughs> well, I like that <laughs> and, and idea that's the too. Real, that's the real immediate million-dollar moneymaker there. Yeah, I'll throw that out. But I think clearly there's a uh, there's a moral issue. You know, maybe I could um, go to that seminar as a journalist in air quotes uh-huh. journalist uh, and have like a um, um, a publication pay me to take it because I don't want to pay to take it. Okay. Okay. That's reasonable. Does that work? But I want the training. Well, you know, if you thought that idea was a little morally ambiguous, (laughs) uh, have I got a treat for you? (laughs) Because I looked at the fact that you are able to raise your eyebrows individually, Mm -hmm. plus the fact you're an intermediate drummer, plus yoga, and to me... That just stinks of hypnotism. Uh, and I, I, I feel that you would have a great aptitude as a hypnotist. Wow. Uh, which, y- you know, is not just about college campus shows anymore. Yeah. Uh, there is been a wave of hypnotist crime. 
in England, in London recently, there was uh, the owner of an upmarket off license, which is a what they call a liquor store there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was put in a trance, and then someone robbed him. <laughs> just by waving her boobs in his face. No, someone walked up to him and just like touched him and then took all his money. Wow. And they think that the person probably, uh, there was an expert hypnotist in this article who said that most likely this guy had been prepared mm-hmm. before without realizing it hmm. and preconditioned so that at the touch he would go wow. into trance. I will just say, if I may, I have seen video of this. There is a uh, famous British hypnotist mm-hmm. who makes these sort of like uh, uh, Penn and Teller style, like reveal the secret kind of shows. And these kind of, I believe it may be referred to as the Russian scam. Oh, wow. Um, and he did an entire show, which you can find on YouTube. Yeah. Like how my voice went off. Yeah. Like that. And Margaret uh, is a, uh, a Russian file. Uh-huh. Yeah. Big fan. So, Without even knowing it, you're already tagging in to something else. You have a character that's Russian, don't you? Yeah. I do. What's her name? Lubka Bubkova. Okay. All right, so continue, Noah. Okay, so so you're thinking, great, this guy ripped off a liquor store. That's not big money. But uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, In (laughs) Italy, there were hypnotists, did a series of supermarket robberies. And, uh, and and if and if you look it up, it just goes and goes and goes. In 2006, illusionist Darren Brown hypnotized four city workers into carrying out a staged 100 pound one 100,000 pound heist on a bank. Wow, which is, which is yeah. almost two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and he did that as part of a look. What I'm going to make these people do? We're going to give the money back. You don't have to do that part. Nope. <laughs> that actually, and and this also, I will say again, ties right into our rewards. Yeah. Episode. Yes, it does. We talked often about our, or, or no, I'm sorry, our treasure hunting episode. Our treasure hunting episode. This works in the sort of ambiguous field that we created of treasure hunting. Yeah. Um, I, I think Darren Brown may actually be the guy whose shows I was talking about. Okay. All right. Uh, sure. But uh, continue. Uh, and so you may think, great. Uh, Europeans love hypnotism. It's not just Europe. Uh, there has been in Boston, in New York, a string of hypno robberies uh, where mostly in Chinatown, they are just walking up to people, stop, talk to them, ask them about their life. And in that conversation, they hypnotize them. One woman handed over $160,000 in cash Whoa! when hypnotized. <clears throat> Did she have that in her pocket? Uh, I think they got her to go and her get ATM some money, I guess. Her ATM doesn't have a limit? You know, I, I have to say that I've seen some of them old ladies in Chinatown, and in those little strolly carts that they carry with, they keep their whole lives in there. So sure. I wouldn't be surprised if her entire life saving was in that strolly cart and she just passed it over. Maybe it was from bottle returns. It's <laughs> 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 a lot of money in That's, bottle returns. Yeah, probably some. Some. Well, about you approximately, do a whole show on that. Approximately $65 a day yeah. is, you know, what those guys make. There was a uh, there was a whole very sad short documentary on it. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Like I, I can't even make fun of it because it. Oh was, no like, no so no hard. no. It was the the documentary was so heartbreaking. And you know what kills me is you see these little women, uh-huh. and they've got like the big stick, like they're carrying hunted 
geese or something off it. And they've got these giant bags, like the the amount of bottles that these women are carrying. And when it, it, it's yeah. still weighs nothing, though. It's bulky, but it weighs nothing. I've picked one, like I can lift one of the and be like, oh, and throw it like a beach ball. It weighs <laughs> nothing, I'm telling you. It's so light, it's ridiculous. It's just, how the hell are you going to carry those things around? Yeah, now that you're withering away, though, probably <laughs> right. it'll be That's much true. harder. <laughs> That's true, I didn't even think about that. I My goal, weight-wise, is to be a 75-year-old Chinese woman size. <laughs> Bottle lady size. Yeah. That's my goal, weight-wise. Yeah. I, I'm... Fingers crossed. Yeah, you should do some uh, visualization exercises. Every night. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, also on, on speaking of previous episodes, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that we've covered before that you would be fantastic at is insider trading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, you do work at a ratings mart. Uh, I'm glad I didn't n- mention my employer's no, name. No, 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 no names of anyone's <laughs> employers are allowed here. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you could even, if you didn't want to do the inside trade yourself, you could signal with your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, buy, right. sell, buy, sell. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I mean, a couple more golden ones. Morally dubious, both of them, but. You know, they're solid. I mean, you really came up with some big money makers there, Noel. Oh, yeah. I don't shoot for the uh, edges. I shoot for the bullseye. (laughs) You really do. So (laughs) on that note, with all this money she's going to be making from these multiple jobs she's going to have. Yeah, you're going to have to spend that money somehow, right? Right. And uh, I think maybe, you know, we have a segment that we call the, uh, well, we don't really have a name for it. I like to give it a long, drawn-out, pointless name, something along the lines of, Get rich quick, spend the money that you're getting rich with, tip of the week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> we should. It's just a wraparound. Yeah. Again, a swag idea. We were going to talk about that as a thing, and we just come up with them as we go. So here is our uh, spend the money tip of the week. Oligarchs, internet entrepreneurs, new money billionaires are springing up faster than ever before. And with new money come brash new attitudes. Generation hyper-rich has arrived. It's kind of blingy and more out there than it used to be. It's like, you've got a 300-foot yacht, oh, but he's got a 500-foot yacht. Now you've got status anxiety. They have no background of being rich or not the etiquette or the finesse. I think it can become very, very stressful. Well, there is a disorder now that they've coined is called acquired situational narcissism. Middle class people, just like you and me, who become billionaires overnight. They're becoming you know, obscenely vain and, and drunk on their own self-importance. So there you go. What you can spend your money on is a personality disorder. <laughs> You can purchase your narcissism by becoming obscenely wealthy. Yeah, and then pay top dollar for a therapist. For the best therapist in the world. Um, so, uh, And that, to me, is the kind of thing that the hyper-rich should be spending their money on. Like, you, you know, you get to a point where you've got all the toys. What can I have that no one else has? A penchant for murder. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like... Staring at myself endlessly in the mirrors. 
and I can just put mirrors and have an entire room dedicated. It'll be my narcissism room where I'll just look at myself and talk about myself to me all day long. So these are some of the things you can purchase with your, what for you is going to probably be billions of dollars. Yeah. As you, as <laughs> sounds you like it. work your way through. I mean, I personally think you, with all of these options, they are all ones that you can do them all at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and eventually the whole idea is you hire someone to run it for you at some point. So, you know, you started off, spend a couple years building it up, make your first gajillion dollars. Then you get to the next one and you make your second gajillion dollars yeah. and then you're a gajillionaire. Mm-hmm. You build up a, a gang of hypno henchmen. <laughs> hypno henchmen. <laughs> I can imagine that would be a great gang. Yeah. Just a gang of hypnotists. That would be an interesting movie. As a, uh, a screenwriter, playwright, that may be something you want to look into, too. There was that magician movie that was very popular uh, with uh, that had Woody Harrelson and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. And uh, it was star-studded. Uh, who's the guy who played the Hulk, the fine actor who played the Hulk in the more recent, the most recent Hulk? All right. Um, okay, you're not the, all right. Is not, that was that was slick, Noel. I like that. That was really uh, all, all right. Um, but yeah, you guys know who I'm talking about. Chock full. Uh, Morgan Freeman was in it as well. Chock full of name actors and actresses. And the whole idea was that they were these magicians who were committing heists around the world. What uh, Rotten Tomatoes <clears throat> score did this get? You know, it's you know, like it doesn't matter. Movie? It got made. <laughs> yeah, it got made, yeah. and people went to see it. I'm gonna Rot- look it up. Yep. It. It. I can't remember what it said. Probably something silly like Abracadabra. No, that was a horror film. I think. Yeah, a magician horror. Film hey, uh, Margaret, if people want to yeah. find out more about you or get in touch with you or do anything like that, how would they do that? It's very easy. Uh, you can go to margaretdodge.com. My shows are listed there, uh, some clips. You can see more about this Lubka Boobkova who was alluded to. Uh-huh. And my Twitter handle is the same, Margaret Dodge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, does Lubka Boobkova speak Russian in her performances? Uh, not really because uh, her audiences are mixed, but uh-huh. occasionally she'll throw out, you know, a Russian phrase here or there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, your contact info is all very uniform across <laughs> the platforms. Uh, ours, not so much. If you want to get in touch with us, give us some ideas or some tips to judge our ideas by, uh, you can Twitter us at uh, GRQ Josh Knoll. At Twitter. Um, you can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can uh, Facebook us or whatever at <laughs> Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Yeah, reach out to us. Let us know. As always, you can listen to us on right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right, Saturdays at 5. Uh, on right, Saturdays at 5. And uh, also on iTunes, we upload the uh, most recent episode every Wednesday. Um, but we're at that time, Noel. We are. And what is that time? That time is when we take rules for getting rich called from the internet and we use them to judge our schemes by and uh find out how likely or unlikely it is for margaret dodge to get wealthy from our advice today so today we uh and and these are genuinely i don't really read these beforehand so sometimes as you've heard these are completely nonsense <laughs> nonsense <laughs> and other times they remarkably fit really well within the uh the framework but this is top 10 secrets of getting rich by philip e humbert 
of Humbert and Humbert. Okay, not of Lolita the book. <laughs> not of Lolita the book. Um, and uh, here we go. Number one, focus on values. Well, I think we can say that that's probably a negative. Ooh, I don't know, because I think if you say focus on values, keep focusing on the values. Focus <laughs> on the values. And before you know it, I'm out the door with all your stuff. That's a good point. That's a good point. I was thinking more of sort of the morally ambiguous nature of all of these suggestions oh. that we gave okay. her. I guess you got a that, point there, that, too. That for her making millions that she wasn't interested in. I mean, if she were not focusing on the values to a certain degree, she would dive headfirst into those money-making beasts. Um, number two, get a life. I think everything we're talking about here yeah. is getting a life. It's all about getting life. Getting a life, it's, getting a wealthy life. Right, creating that life. So <laughs> Quickly. Uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll give ourselves a half for that first one because there's two ways you can look at it. Sure. And one is, is definitely a check and one is definitely an X. Okay. So half for the first one. Number two, get a life. We definitely give a big fat check for that. So we're one and a half out of two. Uh, burn your ships. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, as a descendant of the Mayflower, yeah, burn that ship. <laughs> Got to burn that ship. Yeah, I make not... that landing. I'm not turning around and going back. I'm looking straight ahead and mm -hmm. following that path. I have no choice. That ship is burnt. I can't sail away. Yeah, right. I want more. That's right. Than I... just your your newsletters. That's right. And I... your invites to your meetings. That's right. I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on me. Exactly. My therapist said something like this once. Really? About the burn your ships or about the Plymouth kind of. Rock? He said. Like Achilles at the beach in Troy, you have to burn the vessels. There He's an go. interesting guy. Uh, uh -huh. I guess so. Well, but so I think so. We're your, like your therapist as well. <laughs> um, live below your means. Hmm. I don't like this one. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so we're going to have to give, I think, an X for that one. Because yeah. you have to live above and beyond your means. Because you have to meet up with your means. That's right. Your means have to meet up with you and your desires. So that was the last one. So two and a half out of four. All right. And it really, you know, I mean, part of that, that half is really on you. If you can get over your sort of level of integrity... I'll work on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and as a good liar, I think that's something you can do. Uh, it just takes a little practice. You could be a solid three out of four, which is a guaranteed get rich quick. Um, so uh, once again, I think we've uh, succeeded. Yeah, you got to fight in chance. <laughs> you got to fight in chance in our first makeover <laughs> audition. So we'd like to thank Margaret Dodge for coming in today yeah, and joining us. Um, and uh, I'd like to thank Noel and I'm Josh for get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Um, as you always say. Yeah, don't spend all that knowledge in one place, guys. And uh, as always... Uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get that one in there. <laughs>